sermon podcast of Dan Roschke, pastor of Bethlehem Lutheran Church in Fairfax, Virginia. For more information about Bethlehem, visit our website at blclife.org. But now, here's Pastor Dan and his sermon for today. Friends in Christ, grace to you and peace from God who never leaves us. Amen. Today, let's talk about demons. Anyone ever known a person who is demon-possessed? It can certainly be the stuff of scary movies, but when we think of possession by unclean spirits, when we think of something grasping us and not easily letting go, this can actually be a lot closer than we might think, a lot closer than, say, Hollywood. There's a lot of different demons out there in here, right? In fact, legion, legion is even the name that Jesus identifies later in chapter 5 of Mark. The man who is possessed, Jesus says, what is your name? And they say, legion. So many demons then and now, they can't be limited just to great films like The Exorcist. The demons of pride, demons of certitude, the demons of fear, keeping silent, the demons of negative self-talk, just to name a few. These are present even in the sanctuary if we are honest, even in this heart if I am honest. And Christ is the exorcist, friends. On this Reconciling in Christ Sunday, Christ is the exorcist. That's being established here early in the Gospel of Mark. This is still chapter one of Mark. I know I repeat things from time to time in my sermons. I never thought, though, that this is still the chapter, chapter one of Mark would be one of those repeated lines. But, but I'm saying that, I feel like, every week. This is still chapter one of Mark. So much happens in this first chapter. We are here for five weeks, even into Lent. So this must be important stuff here at the beginning. And, and going back just a few weeks, um, I got more into the context of Mark's gospel, how many think that he was writing to the earliest Christian church in Rome, to Jesus' followers who were persecuted, who were ducking and hiding the empire, and at the very same time, sneaking out, sneaking around and ministering to those who are on the margins. This was life and death stuff. And Mark gets right to it. Chapter 1, demons. I really see the gospel of Mark as the book of exorcisms. Where every single event in the gospel, I think, could be looked, uh, looked at as an exorcism of evil and oppression. From the baptism of Jesus in the very first verses to Jesus on the cross at the end, all exorcisms, exorcisms abound, and I believe they abound today as well. Let's look at a few on this Reconciling in Christ Sunday. I had a lunch. Um, it's so nice to meet up with other pastors. I'll, I'll just share with you, it's, and, and particularly even those across denominational lines and had lunch a few weeks ago with the pastor across the street here from St. Matthew's United Methodist, Pastor Mike Plasters. And among other things, Pastor Mike talked about his own arrogance and certitude 
over the years, when it came to his understanding of the Bible and what it has to say about, let's just say, homosexuality. His previous congregations in other parts of the Commonwealth of Virginia loved his interpretations, his holding firm to the, quote, right reading and teaching of Scripture. And then there was his daughter. And when she was in high school, she didn't like to bring her friends over to the house. And he did not understand why. And one afternoon in, in an honest moment, kind of in a state of sort of calm, and he asked her, why, why don't you bring your friends over? You're always going over there. Well, she said, Dad, you're pretty harsh on this issue. And a bunch of my friends are gay. So begins his interior work of reconciling, you know. He realized in a new way through that time he shares with me. And, and by the way, said I, I could share this. He realized in a new way the power of his words, also the power of his actions. He starts to welcome her friends over to the house under his own roof. And before long, uh, he becomes friends with them too. And, and before long, this becomes the safe house for these LGBTQ plus kids who are outright rejected and unsafe in their own homes. One night, Pastor Mike gets a call that one of his daughter's good friends has tried to commit suicide. And he's the one who gets called when this happens. And he, it's another story, but he's able to help this young man. Just speaks to the powerful conversion that took place. I would call it an exorcism. And he is now known as one of the more open and affirming pastors in his Methodist circles here in Virginia and beyond. What did Paul say in this first Corinthians lesson for today? Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. I know you know this, but it's nice to be reminded. We've got good neighbors all around, don't we? I mean, this is our neighbor across the street. Lots of demons. There's the demons of certitude and pride. How about you? What are you so sure about, friends? Waving even your Bible in perfect clarity? Or, you know, put the Bible aside, what are you so educated and so articulate about that people, family members, friends, rally behind you when you get going? They cheer. And all that feels good. Feeds the ego. But meanwhile, perhaps, perhaps others are quietly being hurt, excluded, unwelcome, even disappearing. So many demons. How about the demons of fear? I mean, what if all this makes sense, what I'm saying here? I'll totally on board with that, welcoming everyone. But if we say or even do the right, bold, faithful, risky thing here at church, let's just say, people might leave. Money might leave. So even if it's the right thing, we stay quiet. 
stay comfortable. You think of fear and ensuring security, comfort can be a demon, a demon that only Christ can exercise. I'm just, I'm naming a few clusters of demons here, if you will, inviting your own self-reflection as we move into this new week. There's the demons of pride and, and certainty. There's the demons of fear and, and security, ensuring comfort. Let me just name two more. And I think this next one get, gets us even more into the gospel text here, the demons of aggression. What have you to do with us? They cry out at Jesus in the text today. You're here to destroy us, they, they assume. So we'll destroy first. This is really an interesting dynamic. What have you to do with us? That sort of coming at that aggression, it's projection, you know? That term projection, most critical toward the very thing that's in us. Have you ever projected? You're really onto someone about something and, well, hmm. It's that thing that you hate the most in yourself. But we get, we get aggressive, even. Demonic thought assumes that destruction is what Jesus is up to. What have you to do with us? This plays out all over the place in our lives, in our culture. Watch for it this week. How we can act in terrible, aggressive ways all out of our own suspicions and assumptions, the demons of projection, Jesus, come and cast them out. And the last cluster of demons that I'll name here, the demons of stinking thinking. That's a term that comes to us largely from the recovery community, Alcoholics Anonymous and others. Have you heard of stinking thinking? I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of taking a rest. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough to receive this grace, this forgiveness. <laughs> stinking thinking. There, um, you know, Mike is a senior, and, and uh, he's become kind of a film buff, our son, and um, he just really enjoys good films, and so I, I do too. And so I've been having fun sharing with him a few of my favorite films. And just last week, we watched together one of my favorites of all time is Dead Man Walking with Susan Sarandon and Sean Penn and um, the story of death row inmate Matthew Ponsolet and, and, uh, and, and Sister Helen Prejean working with him in his final days and, and hours and um, a powerful scene uh, at, the, at the end where she proclaims to him, there is a basis of sorrow only God can touch, but you are a son of God, Matthew Ponsolet. Sister Helen Prejean proclaims through the bars of his death row cell. She even goes on to sing words of Jesus to him, be not afraid. I go before you always, come follow me, and I will give you rest. It's, it's taking on that stinking thinking. He said, no, nobody's ever called me a son of God. They called me a son of you know what, a lot. But nobody's ever called me a son of God. She's, she sings that song to him. 
That's an exorcism. Exorcisms are happening all around us too. Our hymn of the day today is worth pondering before we, before we sing it. Cast out, O Christ, cast far away the demons that destroy, the haunting dreads that choke our souls, the hates that stifle joy, our raging griefs, our jealous fears, our legion in their name. Our shackled hearts implore your grace to lose our binding, to loose our binding shame. Your word breathes life and health and hope that break through evil's thrall. You send us strengthened home in peace to live your gospel call. Jesus casts out the demons, friends, right away. The gift of immediately, so present in the Gospel of Mark, the gift of immediately, the importance of nipping it in the bud, spring is coming, you know, nipping in the bud, that term, so that other growth can happen. The demon doesn't fester and spread. Think of someone speaking up when everyone else is laughing at or, or shutting down, you know, just ignoring it. The exorcism there is, is, is to stand up and say, that's not okay. That's Jesus. Jesus casts it out, even just with words, not just words, the words of life, word of God, word of life. Remember, all Jesus was doing here was teaching in this chapter one, using words when the demon-possessed man comes in. Teaching with authority means speaking up, saying what matters, interfering Interfering, that word is interesting. It means between, inter, and then fear uh, from the Latin is hit or punch. So interfering literally means to, to show up between, to come between the hits, the punches. Jesus breaks up the demons, silences the stinking voices, and brings peace. Jesus casts it out right away, wherever you are bound and burdened. What did it say in the hymn? Shackled in our hearts. Know that Christ interferes, enters the fray, breaks up the demons and brings peace, healing, even joy. Come out! Jesus speaks forgiveness and grace and reconciling love. Come out, he says. On this reconciling in Christ Sunday, come out. And then Christ sends us to do the same, to cast out demons in Jesus' name. Thanks be to God for this new life, ours today and always, this new life. Amen. at Bethlehem Lutheran Church, thank you for listening. Check us out again soon. And to learn more about our national church body, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, visit elca.org. Goodbye for now. And remember, God's outpouring of grace and peace never runs dry. Here's to a new day. The, the ev- 
Evangelical. That was terrible. To learn more about our national church body. Start over, start over. (laughs) Okay. Is that hard? No, not really. Pretty easy? Yeah. You're good at it.